You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of your Dallas Cowboys. Joined as always by Brian Broadus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout, now co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan. And he is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Brian, how you doing? I am doing well, Robert. Uh, And yes, you are also listening to the voice of Bobby Belt on (laughs) 105.3 The Fan, Morning Show, RJ and uh, Choppy. No, uh, Sean and RJ. Yes, the RJ and Choppy Show. The RJ and Choppy Show. No, it's actually the Sean and RJ Show with with Bobby Belt on there. Cowboy Insider for 105.3 The Fan as well. Love the Star <laughs> podcast hoster. I, what else did I forget, Bobby? There's a thousand that's other it. things. No, nope, that's other it. That's so, it. We did. We knocked it out. Uh, how Brian, was your Super Bowl week, Bobby? How it was. was it, how was Radio <laughs> Rose Super Bowl week for you? I, it was great. There, it was. It, it was wonderful. Uh, I we had a we had a great time as a crew yeah. out there. Uh, it was really enjoyable. Um, had a couple great interviews. Adam Thielen from the Vikings is fantastic. That, that was good. That was good. He is, he is so funny and so sharp. Uh, we had a couple other great interviews. Uh, somebody you've mentioned before, Thomas Dimitrov. We had him. He was fantastic. Tommy D. You got Tommy yeah, D in the he, building. He, he was wonderful. Uh, I mean, just a lot of great interviews in general. Great time hanging out with the guys. Uh, even though I was, uh, wildly ill of my own doing, uh, on Tuesday night into Wednesday, but but how was, how was your Super Bowl radio row, Brian? I tell you what, it was a, um, it was a really good experience, Bobby. And I, you know, I hadn't been to one of those settings since 2011 when the Super Bowl was here in Dallas and I got to go downtown. I, I find that whole thing fascinating. I find the handlers moving the celebrities and uh, dignitaries around to all the interview tables. I was so happy, so happy that I got to catch up with Jim McMahon, my old guy from uh, Chicago Bears, uh, quarterback of fame. He was with us in Green Bay the year we won the Super Bowl in 96. He um, he's one of my favorite guys ever, ever. To be around with, I my favorite player of all time is Darren Woodson, who I got to spend some time with at the airport last night. Him and his lovely wife and and son were there, and we were. Uh, I think I was complaining more about him not being in the Hall of Fame than he was. There, I think there, one time Darren's wife looked at me. I was, I was to the point where I was almost cursing, and she was <laughs> worried about the child. And she's like, "Oh, Brian, I really admire what you're saying." And I'm, I'm like, 
I'm sorry. I'm just going to lose it right here in the, in the airport at the gate. Uh, but, uh, you know, I said this before. I'll say it again. I was with Leroy Butler at uh, Green Bay. I was with Darren Woodson in, uh, in Dallas. Darren Woodson's a better player. You know, and this will probably get me in trouble with Green Bay people, but <laughs> I really don't care. I really don't care. Darren Woodson was a better player uh, than uh, than our guy. It's the Tampa Bay's, uh, you know. Rondé Barber. No, not Rondé Barber. No, well, he's uh, better than Rondé Barber too. Yeah, but better than Rondé Barber. John Lynch. John Lynch. John yeah. Lynch. I'll say this about Troy Polamalu, and also say it about Ed Reed. Great players. Great players. Played in the same era with uh, Darren Woodson. Those guys could cover. They could tackle. They were leaders. I'm mean, no no disrespect to Leroy, to Leroy Butler. No disrespect. I, I have a Super Bowl ring because of you, sir. But I I feel like if you gave me a Hall of Fame vote, I would vote Darren Woodson, and not just because Darren Woodson's a good guy. Darren Woodson never came off the field. Never. No special teams, defense. It, it he didn't. He never came off the field. He played on everything, and uh, he's you know. He's the all-time leading tackler in Dallas Cowboys history. How many players on defense the Dallas Cowboys have in the uh, Hall of Fame? A lot. They have a lot of yeah. them. Darren Woodson is the all-time leading tackler of the Dallas Cowboys. Just let that kind of sink in to your head. Talk about all the great teams that this. And unfortunately, his last three years, and I, I apologize to him because – Again, we were five and eleven all those years, those final few years in his career, and not one time. I've never been with a player that wanted to win as badly as he did every week. Never, never been with a guy. I mean, I've been with some Hall of Fame player, players, Reggie White. You know, I've been with some great ones, and Darren Woodson was that guy to me. He was that guy, and I lost it a little bit in the airport last night. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> As you should. It's a disappointing story. Now, I, I got I got one more before we dive into some of the Hall of Fame discussion because there's some good news about the Hall of Fame and the Cowboys. Yeah. Chuck Howley. Yo, good for Chuck Howley. Chuck, Chuck Howley's real, big. Yeah. Can I say something real quick about this? I love my brothers and sisters that vote for the Hall of Fame. Rick Goslin, love you, man. Shereen Williams, love you. Clark Judge, love you. Um you know, a lot of them do stuff with the seniors committee, the check alleys of the world. Um, we need to figure out if these guys are going into the Hall of Fame, we need to make sure they go into the Hall of Fame before they're 85 years old. And maybe you're losing a little bit of the, the mental capabilities to know what's going on. You yeah. know, Chuck Halley is a Hall of Fame player. Chuck, if Chuck Halley was a Hall of Fame player today, Chuck Howley was a Hall of Fame player 5, 10, 15 years ago. Okay? And I and I love you, Rick. And I love you, Shereen. And Clark, I love you guys. And I know your hands are tied and you're doing the best you can to get these seniors in there. I get it. But, gosh, please get them in there so they know that they go to their final days knowing they were in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You yeah. know? It doesn't help. I mean, it's great for the family that they know that they could go to Canton, Ohio and see a bust of their their dad or their 
you know, grandfather or aunt, well, uncle, whatever. They they know that they can see that. But man, it's just tough when these guys get to a certain age and they don't know what's happening or they can't go enjoy the ceremony. You know? Yeah. That's uh I have a uh, but so happy Chuck Howley got in. So happy that he got in. I really am. No, absolutely. I think you make a great point because we saw it this week. I mean, guys who were in the Hall of Fame, but I think we saw it on Radio Row this week. Several guys who are in the Hall of Fame right now, but are getting near the end of their lives, and they're they're still, you know, you know, they're getting to a point in their lives where they're 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 not gonna. If, if this was the time they were getting enshrined, they wouldn't have that awareness of what they just experienced or, yeah. or, or knowledge. It's it's. It's a violent game. We've talked about that. And and as you age, that naturally comes with its deficiencies. And so when you combine them together, sometimes the 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 last few years are, are really difficult and you'd like for them to get in before that's too much of a problem. Well, I, I get uh, we were fortunate enough to interview Carl Eller. OK, and a lot of people are listening to the love of the star right now. As you all know, I'm 59 years old and I saw call Carl Eller play with. You know, with Gary Larson and Alan Page, and you know, I, I saw him play. I saw the Purple People Eaters play against the Cowboys in playoff games. Uh, it, Fran Tarkington, uh, the whole, the whole group. Okay, um, but we got to interview Carl Eller, and you know, they were he was there in his Hall of Fame jacket, and you know, and I was it was nice to ask him questions about playing against Roger Staubach, you know, and playing against in those games and playing for the legendary Bud Grant. And, you know, I mean, I, I think yeah. my guy, I think my guys on my show uh, were happy that I was there because I was old enough to ask them all the questions, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but these guys are the pillars, the pillars of the national football league. What we're about to do on Super Bowl Sunday, they're, they're the, they're the pillars of why this game is what it is, you know? So I just hope that in future considerations of the hall of fame and we don't know about health for a lot of these guys but let's be honest the health of these guys a lot of it is affected by games that they played in the 60s and the 70s you know when equipment wasn't as good and they didn't have concussion protocol and they didn't have doctors on the sidelines uh looking at you so to me i just kind of feel like that if we could get these guys in quicker and i'm not just talking about chuck chuck callie I'm talking about anybody that's on that level of, you know, hey, if they're good enough to be Hall of Famers today, they should have been a Hall of Famer 10 years ago for sure. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that. And uh, one more Radio Row question for you here uh, before we get into some of the other Hall of Fame stuff. And then uh, Dak Prescott at the NFL Honors. Uh, were you at all concerned for the safety of of your teammate Eric Chiafalo when he went up to LeVar Arrington and tried to just talk to him on Radio Row. Well, okay, this is the story. Uh, <laughs> he was talking with with TJ Husmanzada, who the yep. old Cincinnati Bengal. And there was a time 
in the early 2000s where we had a player named James Whalen, uh, tied in James Whalen. And uh, James, we were looking to move James. We were, we were, you know, we were looking to move him. But the Bengals called, and it was Jim Lippincott, who was the pro personnel director for the Bengals. And Lippy calls me and goes, hey, uh, hey, uh, we're interested in James Whalen. Would you be interested in TJ Husmanzada? And this is really before TJ was kind of, you know, on that where he, you know, had those few good years. And uh, I said, yeah, do you want me to turn in the paperwork on the trade or do you want to handle it on your end? And Lippy goes, well, uh, okay, wait a minute. I, I, I'll call you back. Well, your dumbass radio partner here was too <laughs> was too anxious to make, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll trade you Whalen for Houston Zada. No problem. We'll be happy to do that. Lippicott calls back next day. Hey, Brian, I think we're going to hang on to this guy. Oh, thank you and all that. And I'm like, oh, gee. So anyway, I tell the story to Eric. And Eric's going to ask him questions about it. Like, hey, you know, cause Eric goes, you ever thought you were going to be a Dallas Cowboy? So if he agreed to the, if he agreed to the, the interview part of it, then they were going to hit him with the back and forth of the story I just told our listeners. But we never got to that point because LeVar Arrington, I think he looked at Eric like that time in 2000 when he hit <laughs> Troy Aikman. Yeah. He basically ended Troy Aikman's career on a on Aikman scrambles, trying to get to the corner of the end zone, get to the pylon, and and Lavar Arrington just knocked him into row three, and that was kind of the end of Troy Aikman right there. And uh, so, yeah, I uh, I think Eric did a great job. It takes guts to just walk up. Brandon Marshall was another one he tried to hit, and he's like, "Hey, we're going to do this the right way. We do it the right way." Well. Brandon, we did try to do it the right way. You yeah, you no called no showed. So you, you gave us the Heisman. So yeah, we're we're trying. Hey, whatever, whatever it takes. But that's what the thing about Super Bowl and Radio Row is. I'll, I'll say this real quick, and I know this is cowboy related type show. I will say this about Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Pat Matt, Pat McAfee. There were two tables that were near us that were veterans of veteran you know, military-sponsored tables. Pat McAfee did both the interviews for these military tables. He did another one where a guy just asked him to do a stand-up with a camera right there and did like a five- to seven-minute interview. Pat McAfee, for the hour that he was standing in our area, was the most accessible, most kind, most generous to his t- for his time. Uh, and you talk about Pat McAfee – could have gone on anybody's show, anybody's show on that table or in that in that building. And, and they, they would have loved to have had him. But it was like he was kind of just kind of bouncing along. And if people wanted to take a picture with him or ask him a question or whatever, well, now he's getting sued, you know, him and, yeah. uh, you know, they're getting sued for. Uh, but uh, but you talk about a guy that was like you kind of watch. I was like, man, you know, sometimes you get tired when people come up and ask you stuff. And it makes you think like, bro, here's Pat McAfee. He's he's doing a million times better than you are right now. And he's and he's being accessible. I, I do my best. I really do to when people want to talk. Oh, but well, you do a great job with it. You, I try. I really try. Kind. But but not to the level what Pat McAfee is. And 
that's the experience of Radio Row because you do get the LeVar Arrington's and then you do get the Pat McAfee's. Yeah, that was tense. I was concerned for Eric. I got to be honest. Uh, Eric Chief, follow our teammate there. I was I was a little worried, even watching it back, knowing he was safe. I was concerned watching it. It was it was a little. Well, uh, little I, let's let me tell you what. Go back if if you can and you want to see just a genuine fun interview. Go back in my the time when I was with uh, with the K and C guys and we interviewed uh, Jim McMahon and it was him and Kyle Turley. Yeah. And by the way, Kyle Turley. Was Lane Johnson before there was Lane Johnson? That that that's the kind of athlete he was, kind of yeah. player he was. But if you want to go back and find, maybe you can find the interview with me. I, I think on our the Odyssey on the 105.3. Uh, if you want to go, it's back, on our YouTube page somewhere. Yeah, I, think. I tell you what, man, Jim, Jim, Jim. I told three stories on Jim that were all like the, the look on his face and the smile. It kind of all brought it back for him. It really, really did. That's uh, that's that's good times there. You guys can check it out. Go over to our YouTube page at 105 through the fan. You'll be able to check that out. Um, before we, as we just wrap up this segment really quick, a couple quick things. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Ware into the hall of fame. Was that just one of these, you got to wait, wait your turn. Like it was, that was that just some silly game that was being played with voters? I don't know what game that was all about. I just kind of felt like you kind of watched. See, we're getting into an era right now though, Bobby, where these writers have actually seen these guys play. There was a time there when I first started in the league in the 90s where a lot of guys were going into the Hall of Fame and some of these voters had not seen them play. And then you got those voters that that those a lot of those old Pittsburgh-born uh, newspaper guys all went by the wayside. The Dallas guys all went. And so then you had these young voters that are now older writers that had never seen a lot of these older guys play. And I don't know how you can watch games and or and and be a fan of the NFL and not know the story of DeMarcus Ware, you know, and 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 what he was able to do. So for him to have to wait a year, uh, I'm sure he's I'm sure it's all uh, a forgotten memory right now. He's he's going into the Hall of Fame. And Dak Prescott, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award at NFL Honors. How about that? We called that one on the radio. We we did. I think you and I had both heard some of the same chatter, too. That That's the great thing about being on was, Radio Row. There yeah. was a thought he was going to go in. He was going to win it last year. Yeah. And Andrew Whitworth retired. And that kind of – or they got said this happened. That kind of threw some things off and, and changed it a little bit. But What uh, a great honor. Well, I had a great guy. honor, great speech, great yeah. video presentation. Just, I mean, admirable work that Dak does, obviously. I had somebody call me up in the organization or text me after he won it and says, you guys need to stop kicking that guy in the junk, you know, with all your <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, man, hey, he's, you know, it's tough being the Cowboys quarterback, but what a great honor. I, I, I couldn't imagine a better honor from, uh, from the NFL uh, that that is a very very elite group that's a part of that. Yeah, absolutely, and he's he's done such a. I know, like some people will will talk about like, well, I don't I don't want a quarterback who, who's going to win, you know, a Boy Scout badge. I want a quarterback who's going to win like hard. Did somebody games. say that? Did there there was say- some of that. There was some oh, of that wow. on on social media. But I, I think that I think the difference is. While you do want that on your team, regardless, I think quarterback is a position, especially where you'd want that. I think you do want your quarterback being somebody who's admirable and somebody who's a big time leader, and that people can 
can believe in. And so he's just, he is a, sometimes you run into people where they're one way to the media and you think you have an understanding of them. And then when you see them, when the cameras are off, you get an understanding that they are not that person. Oh, I've been around those guys. Yeah. I think we all have several of them played for this team. Some several of them. Yeah. Several of them played the same position on this team. Anyway, uh, if you look at the, with Dak, I think that you look and see that there, he's that person regardless they're, they're that they're, he's the same guy they're the same guy you guys believe he is publicly that's who he is when the cameras are off yep and uh he's 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 an absolutely great guy to deal with and uh you know while while, while we all do take turns kicking him in the junk as, as as somebody had said to you brian yeah i i think it's important for us to remember that uh that we're we're, we're pretty blessed to have that type of a leader, at least here in the organization. Yeah. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.